Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Joining us is attorney Amber Wilson of ESPN and also obviously a practicing attorney in Florida. And Amber, first of all, good morning. Second of all, now that this is the second time you're with us, you're officially a friend of the show. So welcome. Well, thank you. And I I, I like that it's a celebrity line. The celebrity line. I've never been a celebrity before. I'm here for it, Michelle and Randy. So thank you for having me again. Amber, you're absolutely a celebrity. We see you doing great work across ESPN. You're a celebrity, not only in our eyes, but in everyone's eyes. Well, let's get to these Deshaun Watson hearings. Uh, They're resuming today. But what's your biggest takeaway so far from the hearings? Well, my biggest takeaway is that we frankly don't really know where this is going to go. I mean, we just have nothing to compare it to because not only, of course, have we not been faced with the scenario where a player is facing, you know, at one point, 25 civil actions for sexual assault and sexual misconduct filed within a year's time, but then also... We don't know much about how Sue Robinson is going to rule or conduct things because we have nothing to compare it to. And and that, in large part, had everything to do with the pandemic and delays and everything that happened. So this is the first time that we're seeing Sue Robinson act as an independent arbitrator over a scenario like this. And so we don't know which direction she's going to go. We don't know how much her record as a federal judge is going to be helpful here. I mean, traditionally, she has been a judge who's very lenient in allowing things like discovery and information to come in. Is that going to be the case here with these disciplinary hearings? And then just how is she going to conduct herself in issuing some type of ruling? Are we going to get it in 48 hours? Are we going to get it in two weeks time? We really have nothing to go on here. And so, so many of us are waiting, particularly in the legal community, we're kind of waiting to see these precedents be set because it's such new territory that we're walking into. And Amber, just so that uh, our listeners know, people are out there thinking, okay, doesn't Roger Goodell have the hammer here with the personal conduct policy? Beyond Sue Robinson's decision, is there anything else that could happen for Deshaun Watson? So the personal conduct policy, the way it's written, gives a very wide berth, of course, to the NFL in terms of what is a violation of it. However, it's not up to Roger Goodell anymore. Under the new CBA, it is up to Sue Robinson initially anyways. Now, there is still a means for an appeal where you would expect Deshaun Watson, assuming that she finds that there's a violation of the league conduct policy, because if she finds there's no violation and there's no punishment, then that's the end of the scenario. Like, that's a wrap. There's nothing anybody can do. The NFL can't even appeal that. 
But assuming that she finds a violation of a league conduct policy, it's pretty inconceivable she won't, and there's some sort of punishment issued, then either side, the NFL or Deshaun Watson's side, could go ahead and appeal that decision. It would be more likely Watson, of course, appealing to try to get a lesser punishment. In that scenario, Roger Goodell actually could be the one who makes the decision on appeal under the new CBA. So we have this independent arbitrator right now on step one, essentially, of the disciplinary process. But on step two, it could go back to Roger Goodell. Now, that would be a bad look, maybe, for the NFL and also might set the NFL up for a third step, which would be a case in federal court, which we've seen happen before in the NFL, even with Tom Brady. And so in order to avoid that, Roger Goodell has the power instead to appoint an independent arbitrator to handle the appeal also. So it's possible that Roger Goodell just kind of washes his hands of the whole thing because he doesn't want the optics of being the one to make any of these decisions, which, of course, would make it more complicated and open them up, like I said, for future litigation. Amber, Deshaun Watson was accused by 21 women of actions that range from sexual assault to inappropriate behavior during these massage sessions. One of those 25 lawsuits was dropped and Deshaun Watson has settled 20 of the remaining 24. How do you think him settling the majority of those lawsuits could impact these hearings and his potential punishment? Well, I I think that the timing of it, Michelle, is no mistake, right? I mean, you always have to consider the timing of when things happen. He seems pretty steadfastly against settling these lawsuits before, for whatever reason, going all the way back to even before the trade deadline in the season when we know, or at least according to reports, we think we know that the Miami Dolphins were very interested in acquiring Deshaun Watson if, in fact, he was willing to settle those suits. For whatever reason, he didn't do so at the time. Of course, it takes two sides to settle a lawsuit. And most civil suits settle. I think I told you guys that last time I was on with you. It's not unusual these suits would settle. Both sides kept saying, we're not going to settle. We want our day in court. I mean, it's total hogwash when it comes to civil suits because typically it's not even necessarily an admission of doing anything wrong in a civil suit. It's just an economical calculation where, hey, this is it, it, it serves us best to just go ahead and pay something now in a settlement than to pay all these legal fees and court fees to drag this all the way out to trial. That'll end up costing us more. Plus, we have the chance of losing money at the end as well. So it's not unusual these suits settled, but the timing of it, I think, is no mistake. I think he tried to probably, I mean, this is total conjecture, but I think he probably tried to settle all of them before his disciplinary hearing. I don't know if it's going to have any effect on Sue Robinson. We don't know whether she cares that 20 of them were settled. But we do know it appears that the NFL is seeking an indefinite suspension with a year minimum. And the indefinite suspension is reportedly because they're concerned that there could be more, also the pendency of the litigation. And so maybe Watson's camp was thinking, let's try to get rid of all of these. So nothing's pending when we go into the disciplinary action. So she doesn't want the Sue Robinson, the arbitrator doesn't consider indefinite as something that's reasonable for a punishment. And my guess is that he tried to settle all 24 and, you know, a few of those those women have held out up to this point. Hey, Amber, you've defended a lot of clients over the years. I'm sure that some of them you didn't love defending. But if, if I'm an attorney and I'm an NFL attorney right now and I look at this situation with Deshaun Watson, I look at the whole Washington commander situation, I look at the St. Louis situation where they, they ripped a team out of a market, I would think that even though you, you have a job to do, on some levels it would have to be really distasteful, and this would go to the uh, NFLPA as well, really distasteful to have to defend the NFL and some of the things that they and their employees have done. 
Well, I mean, the NFL attorney. I mean, it's your job, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand. And, Randy, it's always hard for, I think, team, people who are not lawyers to kind of buy into the idea that everybody deserves, uh, deserves a defense. But, I mean, there's no attorney who will tell you otherwise. Now, one of the advantages of civil law, of course, is you can pick and choose. I mean, you're not a public defender. You're not tasked with defending people that maybe you otherwise would not choose to defend. And everybody does deserve a defense, whether it's in criminal court or civil court. I mean, there's a, there's a reason, of course, that our system works the way that it does. I mean, I, I don't fault any lawyers on any side. At the same time, yes, I mean, defending any of these actions, whether it's on the NFL side of, or whether it's on the Deshaun Watson side or the NFL PA, because the NFL has a PA also has lawyers there as well representing the interest of the entire players union and everybody of course has an interest in defending themselves in this regard and it's probably not always pretty and a lawyer there are probably lawyers who would pass on it uh if given the opportunity but certainly lawyers who wouldn't one last thing amber wilson of espn uh, a great attorney i, I want to just touch on the commander situation for a moment and specifically do you think dan snyder ultimately will wind up testifying Uh, I think he's going to have to. Right now, apparently, he's avoiding a subpoena from that U.S. House committee. And, of course, his lawyer saying, oh, we're not avoiding it. We're not rejecting it. We're not refusing to accept it. We're just saying that it's too narrow because he's not available on July 30th, which I believe is the date that was proposed uh, for a deposition. And so his lawyer is claiming that they've proposed other dates. I mean, what this is going to come down to is this House committee does have subpoena power and he's not going to be able to avoid that power it seems like he's going to have to testify now i don't know what we're going to get out of daniel snyder because there are criminal implications when we're talking about some of this stuff i mean is he going to go in and just plead the fifth to everything and we're not really going to get much out of this this situation with daniel snyder is really complicated and what's interesting randy i know we're probably up against the clock for you guys but what's really interesting is that it actually might impact the Deshaun Watson situation because I would imagine Watson's attorneys right now are in that hearing arguing that the way Daniel Snyder has been handled because, you know, allegedly he settled a sexual misconduct suit against him for, what, a million and a half dollars many years ago, and there was no repercussions from the league for that and kind of the way these things have been handled with owners, Robert Kraft, some of these other things that we've seen, and the owners suffer no consequences. I'm guessing that's coming up from Watson's legal team as a reason that, you know, with precedent set that, players can't then be you can't drop the hand, hammer on a player because the league's conduct policy extends beyond just players by the way and applies to everybody in the NFL so I do think that these two things are more related than people really realize but in terms of Daniel Snyder actually testifying I don't know what we're going to get out of him from the house committee it's friend of the show Amber Wilson thank you so much for joining us great information as always and we'll talk soon Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. That is Amber Wilson. You can hear her across all the ESPN platforms and, of course, here on 101 ESPN. Great information, as always, Randy, like you said. But I hadn't considered that, that the Daniel Snyder outcome could be directly connected to what happens with Deshaun Watson. And she's right. If I was his legal team, I'd be paying a, a lot of attention to the way the NFL is handling Daniel Snyder. Yeah, and just letting him get away. Because it's legal, I won't say letting him get away with murder, but letting him pretty much do whatever he wants legally, including avoiding testifying before U.S. Congress. Because he's an owner. Because he's an owner. Nationally acclaimed heart surgeons. Advanced treatments for AFib. At Valley Health System in northern New Jersey, elite cardiac care takes many things. Breakthrough treatments for valve replacement. Some you might expect. 
access to clinical trials. While others you might not. A team-based approach to your care. Questions that never go unanswered. Valley Health System. Everything medicine can do. A few things medicine can't. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.